Nesiv Salam Shalom Shlonim Rebbe Parshas Shoftim. So we're going to start the section on uh, Pasuk, one of my favorite Pesukim in the Torah, if one is allowed to have that. Tavim Tiyem Hashem Alokecha. I don't know if you're allowed to, but if you are. Tavim Tiyem Hashem Alokecha. You have a least favorite Pasuk. Also. So, B'Sifri, uh, the Pasuk Tavim Tiyem means one should be Tavim. How do you define Tavim? Tavim means whole. It means complete. It means faithful. It means exclusively, singularly relating to Hashem, not relying on, not leaning towards, not not listening to other factors. Sifri understands that when you're whole, wholesome, then your portion is with Hashem. So you read the passage, you should read it, meaning, the word read it as applying to both parts of the Pasuk. If Tamim Tiyeh, if you in fact live a life where you're not looking at horoscopes, and you're not believing in superstition, and you're not relying on Narishkeit, but you're with Hashem, everything that happens in your life, you realize this is the will of Hashem, this is the way Hashem meant it to be. So Tamim Tiyeh, if you're with Hashem, then Tiyeh im Hashem lokecha. Imo v'chelko. So the way to live life with Hashem is to welcome, is to invite, is to feel Hashem in every aspect of your life. V'chem perish Rashi, Tamim Tiyeh im Hashem lokecha. Hishalech imo betmimus, Walk with him wholesomely, completely. Look to him, long for him. And don't investigate after horoscopes, after, after future astrology. Whatever happens to you, realize it represents the will of Hashem. So in other words... How do we live a life with Hashem guiding our life when we live a life with Hashem? It reminds me of the Rambam's opinion on Hashkacha Pratis. There's a lot of different opinions on Hashkacha Pratis. We gave a Shabbat Shuvah about it years ago. But the Rambam's opinion is that, unlike the popular opinion or the Breslov approach, which is that everything that happens to everyone is from Hashem equally, Hashkacha, divine, <coughs> providence, Pratis, specific to each person, the Rambam's opinion is that Hashem relates to us proportional to the way that we relate to Him. So the more righteous you are, and the more that you walk with Him, the more He intervenes and interferes in your life. And the less that you acknowledge His presence, the less involved He is in your life. And the Rambam's opinion makes a lot of sense from the perspective of a parent to children, right? Or, or a friend, or in any capacity of a relationship. The more that you lean on, rely on, not in the sense of you know, being dependent on the payroll of your parent, but meaning the more that you ask for the advice of, and the help of, and the support of your parent, the more you turn to your parent, the more the parent wants to be there, be present, swoop in, and help. And the more you tell the parent, I got it, this isn't you, I don't need you, you know, the more the parent, especially the more you say, I'm not even sure you're my parent, I don't even know if you exist, I don't even know if you love me, I don't even know if I have a relationship with you. Gersh Baruch says the same thing. You lean on me, you rely on me, you love me, I'm there, I got your back. You say that you don't even know if I exist and you can care less about me and you neglect me, good luck, buddy, you're on your own. Enjoy the natural world and the natural order that I put into motion. So That's exactly the Rambam's opinion. Uncle Moishi's whole time. A little different. A little bit different. Okay. A little bit different. And very different, like I say, than what's become popular in our time, the Breslov approach, which has its other um, pluses and minuses, that absolutely everything that happens is from Hashem. It doesn't matter what level you're on or who you are or where you are. It's all from Hashem. So here he's saying, Tamim Tiyah, Tiyah Hashem Lekecha. If you're Tamim, if you are whole with Hashem, if you believe in Hashem, you're not subscribing to chance or randomness. You're not subscribing to the universe. You're not subscribing to coincidence. You're not subscribing to um, Dianne Warwick and her Psychic Friends Network or, or some superstitious practices. But you're Tamim Im Hashem. 
It's all Hashem, right? So getting stuck at a red light or your flight was delayed or this worked out or that didn't work out or everything that happens for good and for bad, Tom and Tia, Tia and Hashem Lekecha. The Saf of Tamim is a big Taf. Why? That if you fulfill Tamimos, then it's as if you fulfilled Allah through Taf. That the whole Torah, A to Z, Allah through Taf, the whole Torah is all a platform to promote our feeling Hashem's presence in our life. So we discussed a couple weeks ago, Parsha Zekev. Don't read it. Ma read it. Meya, which the Ben Ishchai others um, explain it to mean. Make a hundred brachas a day. Why? A hundred times during your day, stop and feel Hashem inviting you. That tamtia. So whether it's how you put on tefillin this morning, the brachas we're going to make, or how we speak, or what we look at, or what we do, the mitzvahs we're going to do throughout the day, they're all a reminder. They're all a platform to position us to live a life of Tamim, of connection with Hashem. Noach is described as a righteous Tamim man. Avram also is instructed, walk before me and be Tamim. So what exactly, says the Salaam Rabbah, what is this Tamim? Noach is praised for being a Tamim, Avram is instructed by Hashem, listen, walk before me, and how will I know you're walking before me? Be Tamim. So we see Tamim, being Tamim is one of the highest levels. Tamim, Tia, Ema, Shem, So what is this Tamim that is so important that if you live with it, it's as if you kept the Torah, A to Z. According to the Rambam and the Chinuch, who we have a Gemara at the end of Makos that tells us that we have 613 mitzvahs, and the Rishonim will come and debate how do you categorize mitzvahs so that you can end up with 613, how do you fit them into the 613. So the question is, if this is such a big mitzvah, so much so that Noach's praise and Avram is instructed, and we are all mandated to be able to reach this level, if it's in fact so great, why is it included among the 613? It is or it's not? It's not. Why is it not? Why is it not counted? We just had a reference in yesterday's parasha, Parshas Re'e, and we have it elsewhere in the Torah. Do what's honest and good in the eyes of Hashem. Do what's honest and good. How do you understand that? What does it mean to do what's honest and good? It says there Ramban, what is Vasisa Vayasha? I once wrote an article about this. My buddy at Dan's deals wasn't so happy with me. It was in response to the phenomenon of when an airline makes a big mistake, or when anyone makes a big mistake, should we promote it, encourage others to take advantage of it? Should we be. Okay, so they debate the airline does it on purpose, it's marketing. Leave aside the technicality. Leave that aside. The Ramban says, Vasitz Vayashatov means that even if you can't find a Shulchanarch, a Sif and Shulchanarch that says something is forbidden, always stop and ask yourself, Am I making Hashem happy? Is this what Hashem wants from me at this moment? Am I putting a smile on Hashem's face, Kiviachal? Am I giving Nachas Ruach to Hashem? Meaning, says the Ramban, Hashem couldn't, he could. But he couldn't anticipate every scenario and legislate and give us an instruction book for absolutely every scenario that would arise in life. That book would be forever long. 
So what did he do? He said, here's the most important 613. Everything else, ask yourself what I would do. <laughs> ask yourself what would make me happy. Or similarly says the so the Ramban says, similar to us, his parasha is mitzvahs kedoshim to you, to be holy. What is the mitzvah kedoshim to you? Is don't be a maneuver b'shus Torah. If you sit in the couch today, all afternoon, and you binge watch Netflix, assuming you could find something on Netflix which is appropriate to binge watch, which is a big assumption, which is not a proper iser, but might be even permissible. So if you could find something to binge watch, and you finish a six-pack of beer, and three bags of potato chips, and your belt is open, and you are burping away. So, which what? You made brachas. So, which sif and shulchan aruch have you violated? You've not violated any area of shulchan aruch. If someone were to walk up to you, you could say, "What did I do wrong? Show me what I did wrong." And the Ramban says, "Einachanami, you're right. You did nothing wrong, except you did something very wrong, because we have a overall overarching mitzvah called kedoshim to you that says strive for holiness." A holy person doesn't sit on the couch binge watching with their belt open burping. Yeah, that's not what a that's not what a that's not what a holy person does. So kedoshim to you. So the Rishonim Rebbe is quoting these two mitzvahs that the Ramban says are overarching mitzvahs that fill between the gaps of mitzvahs. We have six hundred thirteen proper, and then we have these two umbrella mitzvahs that say even when you can't find it within the actual rules that are legislated, these are umbrella clauses that say you know who you're supposed to be, you know how you're supposed to live. Don't blow it. Make Hashem proud, give him nachas, strive for holiness. So why aren't those included, says the Son of Rebbe? Why aren't Vasis Vayashavat Tov, or Kedoshim to you, included in the 613 mitzvahs? And why isn't this Tamim Tiyashan Lakecha included? V'yishlomar, api, madam, medrash, shmos rabba. Kashborchu karmi Yisrael, yonasi samasi. The Mishnah in, the Mishnah, the Pasuk in Shir Hashirim, Semchalainer made famous. I won't spare you from singing it right now. Yonasi Samasi. We did a we did a series a couple of years ago where we took Jewish music, and we played it, and then we explained it. Basically, we sing all these songs, and sometimes we don't even know the words, and even when we know the words, we don't know what they mean. So this was I, I did a presentation with three songs, and this was one of the songs. This pasuk from Shir Hashirim, Yonasi Samasi. So Milashan Samasi. Yona is the, the Yona is the dove. Why are we compared to the dove, the Jewish people? And we're not only compared to the dove. We are Yonasi Samasi. Milashan Tmimasi. So where does it come from? The Medrash says, why are we to God? We're whole, we're complete, we're tamim, because we were whole with Hashem at Har Sinai, and we stood there and said, Nasa v'nishma. We stood there and we didn't start to say, well, let's look at the fine print, or we're going to debate this clause, or we're going to turn the document, Kosh Baruch Hu, these 612 are okay, but the 613th, I'm not so sure about. We didn't start to negotiate with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We said, yeah, we got it, whatever you say. Don't even tell us the details. Whatever you say, we got it. So, by the way, you can find that class on Y.U. Torah. So, HaKadosh Baruch Hu calls us Tamasi, because that's what it means to be Tamimus. So this medrash in, in Shmos, on that Pasuk, Yonasi Samasi, is telling us what does it mean to be Tamim? It means to not ask questions. It means to not outsmart Hashem. Don't be a wise guy. Don't negotiate. Don't, don't pull shtick. Don't be shticky. Just be Tamim. Just be Tamim. Right? It's shtick. 
So you could, ah, I figured out a way that I get the extra point, the loop of the system, I, uh, I figured out a way with the taxes, I figured out a way with the shul, with the dut, I figured out a way. No, that's not tamim. When you start pulling shtick, when you're shticky, you're not tamim. This is the Torah's prohibition against shtick. Don't be shticky. What you should do is say, what gives Hashem nachas ruach? I'm not in this because I'm trying to get away with the letter of the law. I'm in this because I'm in a relationship with the Ribbon Shalom. I love him. I love him. What it means to know Hashem is to love Hashem. We have a mitzvah to love Hashem. My brother in Ashir yesterday described this. That there were other monotheists before Avram Avinu. What's the difference then? Why is Avram... Avraham and Goyim, right? If you ask anybody in the street, what did Avram, what did Abraham introduce? The average person will say, he's the father of monotheism. But is he? The Rambam writes explicitly in the beginning of Hilchas Avodah that we had many others who preceded Avram who knew and, and won Hashem. Adam, Sheis, Noach, Shem Ve'ever. We have many. So why is Avram? So the answer is they all did, but they kept it to themselves. Avram stood in a soapbox and preached it. They all philosophically subscribe to one God, but Avram fell in love with that one God and brought others to love Hashem as well. So there's a fundamental difference. The B'nai Noach, the nations of the world, have to philosophically, theologically believe in one God. But the descendants, the progeny of Avram, we have to love that God. We have to be in a relationship with that God. Which is why, my brother went through this yesterday, that's why non-Jews do not have to give up their life for Avodah Zarah. It's not Yahweh Yabor. Because giving up your life is a, is a result of, if you, of not practicing infidelity to the one you love. They, it's philosophical, it's theological. So in order to preserve their life, you can demonstrate as if they're worshipping an idol. But a Jew, if you love Hashem, you say, okay, maybe technically I could fake it and bow down, but I would never do that. I wouldn't even give the appearance to the person I love that I'm cheating on them. I can't do that. So we, the descendants of Avram Avinu, have this additional level, and it's uh, throughout Sefer Dvarim, of loving Hashem. And loving Hashem means being whole with Hashem. It being, means being mevatal ourselves legamre, leratzon Hashem. In every situation and in every scenario to stop and say, what does Hashem want from me right now? Not what's the shticky thing, not what can I get away with, not how can I cut corners, not what technically is the letter of the law, but I pulled some shtick. What will give Hashem nachas ruach? How can I be mevatal my ratzon, submit, nullify my will to that of Hashem? Whatever you receive, whatever comes your way, whatever happens to you, whatever happens to you in your health, whatever happens in your finances, whatever happens in your relationships, we take our initiative, we do our best, we do everything we can, and at the end, we accept, we nullify. In the competition or conflict between our will and the will of Hashem's, we accept His will, don't force ours on Him. I feel here her grade we don't even challenge. We don't question. We just trust. Mitzvah of Dveikas is stick to God. God says, stick with me. I got your back. Just stick with me. So we too, with whatever life throws our way, sometimes very pleasant and we're so grateful, sometimes unpleasant and challenging, we stick with Hashem. There are two levels of Amunah. There's and there's Amunah there's this trust that you don't have any suspicion, you don't have any doubt, you don't challenge, you don't question. Because Baruch tells him, Avram, I want you to go around and I want you to 
rip all the people who are sacrificing their children. I want you to tell them how morally corrupt they are. I want you to, I want you to announce how deplorable they are. Stand on a soapbox and announce it to the world, and I'm going to give you a son, and through that son, you're going to have progeny, you're going to build the people. Then he says, yeah, remember I've been telling you that you should take out time on TV, commercials, and broadcasts that anyone who sacrifices their child is deplorable, despicable, icefarf, horrible, ridiculous human being? Yeah, I, I want you to take your son, I want you to sacrifice him. <laughs> Can you do that? And you know what Avram says? He doesn't say, one second, God, you just... He says, okay. All right, Hashem, that, that's my next mission. My mission yesterday was to tell everybody who's sacrificing their children they're morally corrupt and deplorable, and my mission today is to sacrifice my own son. Okay, I'm not maharher, I'm not doubting, I'm not suspicious, I'm not challenging, I'm not negotiating with you, Hashem. Hashem, you are the infinite, omnipotent one, and whatever you determine is the right thing and the best thing. That's it. That's what I accept. That's what I accept. Uh, I lost the place. It's not just that he went along with the will of Hashem. It's not just that he went along with the will. It's that he never challenged it. He never doubted. He never hesitated. He never paused. He never demurred. His whole essence was to blend himself in, to conform to the will of the Rebona Shalom. That's what the Salam Rebbe says this elsewhere. That's what Elul, Ani Dodi Vedodi Li is. Ani, the Ani in me, my sense of I, my sense of ego, my sense of identity, my entire sense of existence. My Ani is Lidodi. Ani, Lidodi. And when we can do that, when we say, Ani, my I, my ego, my id, my everything is Lidodi, Hashem, I submit it to you, I make it conform to your will, then Dodi Li. Then Hashem says, wow, I love you too. It's just like marriage. When you tell the other person, I put your will ahead of my own, my, your interests, your tastes, your desires ahead of my own. I want fleshiks for dinner, you want milchiks for dinner. Okay, we'll go milchiks. And when each, so what does the other one say? Ani, my Ani, everything I am, my whole existence, Lidodi. I, I'm, it's all for you. The other one says, Dodi Li. No, 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 no. Let's go for flesh. You want flesh? Let's go for flesh. Now you have a couple fighting, not over each one what they want, but they're fighting over which one can do what the other one wants. And that's a healthy marriage. So that's the same thing in our marriage with the Ribbonish Ani, Lidodi. I take my sense of Ani and I mavatal it to Dodi. And the Salamar says, we just said this yesterday, we took the Torah out. Vanis filasi lecha Hashem, Eisratzon. says, that's the Pshat. Vani. As regards to my ani, my, my sense of self, svilasi, my prayer, l'cha Hashem, that I can direct it to you. That's our prayer. That I wake up and I say, I'm not going to eat to satisfy my appetite, and then I'm not going to binge watch, and I'm not going to go here, and I'm not going to do that. It's not all about me, the car, the house, the life, the pleasure, the, the lust, the desire. The, it's not about me. It's how can Hashem, you've put me in this world with talents and skills, you've given me assets, how can I direct them to your service? How can I repair your world? What can I do for you? I, it turns out, eating good food gives me the energy, gives me the excitement to come back to serving you. Having a good shluff gives me the energy, so that's all okay. But I'm doing it the ani, the whole way that I take care of my ani, I pamper my ani, my sense of self, is to position me to best serve you. Vani, regarding vani, svilasi, my prayer is, l'cha Hashem, I can direct it to you. The Ran points out that Hashem didn't say to Avram, you must take Yitzchak. 
He says to Avram, Kachna. Kachna is, if it pleases you, would you sacrifice your son, please? And Avram says, is that what you want? Hashem says, yes. He says, okay, I'm in. Even though it wasn't even a command, Avram didn't hesitate. Because he said, look, my whole life is just to conform to your will. If you're telling me that's your will, you say jump, I say, how high? Once he confirmed that indeed this was the will of Hashem, he pops up in the morning. He jumps up to go do something that no one would ever, ever want to do. And what it says, Hashem, I'm here for whatever. Hashem, when you made me rich, I'm here. Hashem, when you made my name great, I'm here. And when you want to take my son, I'm here. You can't just be Hineni, answer the call of Hineni. Go to Eretz And Rashi says, remember, Rashi says there in the beginning of Pashas Lechlecha, L'tovascha, L'hanascha, it's for your own good. I'm going to make you rich. I'm going to give you a big name. And what does Avram say? Hineni! Play the lottery, Avram. You're going to win the, the Powerball, 250 million, and you're going to get the most likes ever on... Facebook, the whole world's gonna, you're gonna be a celebrity. You got it all. Navim says, Hineni. But the same Hineni that he gave for, yeah, Powerball, is the same Hineni he gave for Kachna's Bincha. God says, And now take your son and sacrifice him. Hineni, I'm here. So we sometimes want to answer Hineni. Oh, Hashem is so good to me. He gave me this, he gave me that. Ah, uh, that's Hashem. And then the bad stuff happens to Hashem. For real? That's not Hashem, or why is that happening, or I don't accept that happening. Again, not the things that we can change. I'm not saying that if you're sick, don't go to the doctor, don't take medicine, because Hineni, Hashem wants you to be sick. We have the obligation of, of taking initiative, but of doing our part. Challenge Hashem to a certain extent, right? Absolutely. Uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, he was going back and forth, so he didn't address... Excellent. So somebody asked that question. You'll <clears> notice <throat> the fundamental difference. When it came to stone, Avram says, God, what? Come on, that's not the Hashem I know. What if there's righteous people there? You can't wipe out a whole city. And then Hashem says, kill your son. And Avram says... Okay, where is he? He doesn't advocate for his son the way he advocated for Sodom. One is to him and the other is for others. He's oh, for so others. one was a test for him. and So that's exactly the, one of the answers that's given is when it comes to the pain of others, we should be protesting Hashem. We say to Hashem, we object, we protest. How could you do that? No way. And maybe you're doing it to elicit our protest, to draw us close to you. But Hashem, whatever you throw my way, so again, if I'm sick, I'm going to go to a doctor and I dive into Hashem to get better. But he named me. Whatever it is that in the end it is, it is. I accept it from Hashem. Avram answered it all equally. And this is the nature of that mitzvah. The nature of that mitzvah is whatever happens that morning. You dropped something. You got stuck somewhere. You were running late. Something great happened. It's all from Hashem. Lasos Ritzoncha. Whatever you want is what I want. It's kind of like marriage. You learn to say early on, whatever you want, dear. Whatever you want. Whatever you want, dear. Except that you're really supposed to mean it with Hashem. Whatever you want, dear. Right? To be mevato yoratzon. Oh, we need to paint the house. Should we do uh, purple or blue? I like the blue. Yeah, I think we'll go with the purple. Right? I don't know. Many men I've heard, not me of course, but I've heard about others, 
Like, why do you ask my opinion? If every time, just I'm happy for you to do it your way. Don't ask me. No, no, I want to hear what you have to say so that I can ignore it. So, Kodesh Baruch Hu wants us to be mevatel aratzon. Mevatel is like a harsh word to nullify. It's more to make it conform. That's what Hashem wants. Hashem says that right now this is what's meant. I mentioned maybe recently I was, I was in New York a couple weeks ago and I was supposed to fly back on a Wednesday and all of a sudden I got an email from JetBlue the flight was cancelled and came back the next day and at first I got all aggravated and I called JetBlue and it was a blue sky and they're telling me it was weather related and I got all frustrated and why is this and I had plans and I had meetings and I had classes and I had my, the kids to arrange and got all frustrated and flustered and then I said you know what I teach all these things I better practice them so I said Hashem's will is for me to be in New York until tomorrow I don't know why but that's his will so why am I fighting it there's worse places to get stuck. So why am I fighting this? So make your will conform to that of Hashem. So that, that's an easy example. It's a silly example. There are much more challenging examples that we all have. But what we're supposed to, instead of fight it, realize, you know what? I have to make my will conform to His. That's what He wanted. This is where I'm meant to be, or that's what I'm meant to be doing, or this is how it's meant to go down. Then I have to make my will conform to Hashem, not make His conform to mine. And that's what it means to be Tamim. To be whole with Hashem is to say that I'm not trying to manipulate or change or push stick with Hashem. I'm whole with Him. And why am I doing it? Not because I'm scared. You make your will conform to that of your boss. Your bo- you know, because I just saw an article yesterday. It's unbelievable. I saw a major company for the first time the article was about how, how in business people are, are forcing their political views on others. So this is a company now which is so committed to promoting veganism that it will not reimburse employees' expenses if it was spent on buying any meat meal. The company itself will never provide a meat meal for a company event and it will not reimburse an expense if the employee meat. used it for meat, right? That's the open-minded whatever, I won't get into that now. So, so, that, so, so that employee is going to go out for a vegan lunch, even though he desperately wants a good steak. He's making his will conform to the boss. Why? Out of fear. I want to get paid. I don't want to get fired. I need this job. It's not out of love. We, says the Rebbe, have to make our will to conform with Hashem, not out of fear, not because we don't want to be punished or lose out on the reward. We're doing it out of love. When I make my will conform to my wife's, I like steak, steak well done. She likes the steak rare. She's making one steak. So I said, let's have it rare. Why? I love you so much. I so want you to be happy that I've, I've adjusted my taste buds. Right? In marriage, we do that. If there's a real devotion and a real dedication and a real love, we can adjust our very taste buds to make them conform to the other because we love the person. So I'm not sacrificing or compromising. Be, it used to be lactose internal, right? No, I'm not lactose intolerant. Baruch Hashem. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. So it's the opposite. You're Sephardi. You're never lactose intolerant. Right. That's right. You, you made Pam non-lactose intolerant. <laughs> so exactly. So it's out of love that we are conforming our will to that of Hashem. Not out of fear and not out of a desire to, to not lose our reward. It's out of a sense of love. Shemitoch imuna b'Hashem Yisbarach hanhagasa harem mekabo tomem bi'ahava. You don't ask kashas. This is not an easy level. People have all kinds of experiences or news that they stop and they pause and they question. We're not suggesting that this is easy or easily accessible or attainable. What we're saying is 
that this is the highest level. This is what we're meant to do. That's why it's the highest of all the mitzvahs. That through it we can arrive at walking with Hashem. And through it we fulfill the Torah from Aleph to Tav, A to Z. This is not a classic commandment. Put on tefillin is an action, is a commandment. Shake the lulav is a commandment. Blow the shofar is a commandment. They're actions. We discharge the commandment, the obligation. Tamantia is not an obligation. It's not a commandment. It's a way of being. Imagine you get married and you say, I fulfill your commandment to eat the rare steak. I fulfill your commandment to paint the house blue. I fulfill These are not commandments. Saying that I so love you that I want to adjust my will to conform to yours is not the fulfillment of a particular commandment. It is a very way of being. It's a very state of existence. So why is it equal to as if you fulfilled the whole Torah? Because when you live that way, and it's your, your whole mindfulness, your whole consciousness, your whole existence, your every waking moment is saying, what does Hashem want from me right now? And I'm going to make my will conform. I'm not just going to do what He wants. I'm going to make my will conform to His will. That level of tamim, of walking with Him, that's not just a fulfillment of a particular, it is a kolel, it is, it is something which overarches. And therefore, it's not included in the minyan So this and Kedoshim Tiyu, and Asisa Yashavatov, these are not at specific moments in time. They're not a particular action. They are overarching mitzvos, which are much broader, and much more significant, and much more defining in our very essence, and in who we are. Tamim tiyem Hashem alakecha, we should all be zeicha, to live mindful days, conscientious days, in which throughout the day we're literally walking with Hashem. He's with us everywhere we are, and we're always saying, I love you so much Hashem, what do you want from me right now? I need to sense. Rav Asher Weiss has the whole notion of certain mitzvahs, there's a whole concept within mitzvahs, that we have mitzvahs asay, which you have mitzvahs los asay. We learn certain mitzvahs asay from certain sukkim. We learn them through the yud gemomidos, through the 13 hermeneutical principles. But we also have a concept called rotzon Hashem, that we can identify a mitzvah by figuring out if it's the rotzon Hashem. Tsar Balichayim is a whole essay and like 23 different suggestions throughout Shas and Medrash about where maybe Tsar Balichayim comes from. But ultimately, the issue Tsar Balichayim is revealing the rotzon Hashem. The Ratzana, who is in, it's a whole separate conversation, but who is licensed to determine Ratzana Hashem? So, who will know better how to finish my wife's sentence? Who will know better what to order her on the menu when she's running late? You, a friend, an acquaintance, a stranger, or me, the person who loves her more than anyone else on earth, the person who knows her better than anyone else on earth. So, who is empowered or licensed to determine the Ratzana Hashem to be able to derive mitzvos? Not a stranger with God. Not a mere acquaintance of Hashem, not a friend of Hashem, not a family member of Hashem. The ones who love Hashem unlike anyone else, who know Him better than anyone else on earth, that's the Briska, the Rav's eulogy for his uncle, the Briska Rav, who can finish Hashem's sentences. The ones who are married to Hashem, who could finish Hashem's sentences, they are given license to literally finish Hashem's sentences and tell us the Ratz in Hashem. So Tamim Hashem Alakecha is to walk in life, not shtick, not not cutting corners, not what's the least I can get away with, not what I can get by with, what not is, is technically okay, but what does Hashem want from me? How can I put a smile on His face? How can I give Him nachat?